Hi, this is Richie Dave Porter from the UK, British blues guitarist, and you are listening to the David Bowers Awards. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Indeed I am, and thank you so much, John Bon Jovial. Once again, the legendary one introduces us to another hour of music and all kinds of good things. And do we have a fun show for you today, beginning with our introductory guest, Richie Dave Porter. He and his love, Deborah Susan, have dropped a new release. It'll be available to you in, I think, the next week or so. I don't know for sure, but I believe it's going to be available the last week of June. This is Richie Dave Porter and Deborah Susan with We're Getting Married in the Morning.
a happy blues song. You get that, huh? Richie Dave Porter and Deborah Susan, we're getting married in the morning. That's the acoustic version, and there will be a uh, an electronic version and also a video of the song coming out in the very near future. Uh, follow us along on the your favorite social media platform, whatever it is, and uh, we'll be announcing that as soon as it is available. And that is also, speaking of announcements, John Bon Jovial, that is an announcement in itself. Do you have any idea what that might be an announcement of? Ding dong, the bells are going to ring. Oh, you're absolutely right. Sorry, I was, in, I, was, I, 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 was, I was in the zone. Yes, Richie and Deborah Susan will be getting married. Uh, they just let us know. As a matter of fact, this morning uh, they gave us the great news. The That's date wonderful. and place haven't been announced. It'll be sometime probably in the fall, not in the morning right away. And, uh, well, we'll keep you posted on all the events as they uh, as they tell us. And uh, we're definitely looking forward to that. And we wish Richie Dave and Deborah Susan all the very best. I'm sure I speak for John Bon Jovial. We wish you both the very, very best. And uh, what more can we say? Thank you for sharing the song and the announcement with us. And they will have a new single coming up very soon. We still believe in love. That will also have a movie, a music video with it. No date set for release, but that will be coming up very soon. Listen for it. Check out our uh, our social media posts, and uh, we'll pass the word on to you as soon as it's known. John Bon Jovial, what's going on this week? Well, you know, down here in Southwest Florida, we're just kind of hanging out and being hip, which is our usual M.O. Uh, you spend a little bit of time with us. You you know what that's like. You know, you folks out there in the desert, you're, you know, the skin gets too wrinkled, dries up. You look like a prune after a while. But here in the humidity, I'm gorgeous. <laughs> I'm manly. And the women just are not falling at my feet. Well, that's probably good because, uh, as you said, I've been there, and I know what big, ugly feet you have. So. <laughs> that's probably a good thing. Uh, you know, I, I keep going back, just not to circle back for a second, but I, I, I keep thinking of, uh, or imagining Eliza Doolittle's father singing, I'm getting married in the morning, and the, the whole song. That's all I'm seeing from <laughs> From that movie is Eliza Doolittle's dad, my fair lady. Well, I can't, I can't wait to hear Deborah Susan and Richie Dave's uh, comments on that uh, on that vision. I'm sure we'll be hearing from them very shortly. My guess is probably before this show concludes. But uh, nevertheless, moving. Yeah, on, we're in trouble now. Big show with a lot of music today. We want to say hello and salute Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble that follows the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio each week. That's WRFZ FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York. Armand spins right after Steve Litvak's show. We want you to take and take the time to check them both out because they're going to play a lot of great music. You will love it. And also Jeff Moulton's Saturday evening ABC Oldies, eight o'clock Eastern Time on WRFC. And don't miss, don't miss our buddy Brian Judas Rock the Rock Sundays at noon to four PM Eastern Time 
on WRFZ FM 106.3 Rochester Free Radio. We're going to get right to the music right now as we go with our first guest who's standing by and waiting to talk with us. I know you're going to be anxious to meet and hear from Ananda Senia Shakti and the Love Power Band, or Love Power The Band, if I get that right. First, listen to this. We'll talk to Ananda after we listen to No More Limits. No more limits. 
And that's our next guest, Ananda Xenia Shakti. Hello, Ananda. Hi, how are you? Doing fine, thank you. So so glad you could join us here today. I know you've been doing a lot of traveling. Ananda, you have you have such an interesting history. I don't know mm. if listeners are aware of the fact but you have evolved out of a completely different era of music. You were one of the founding members of an iconic girl punk group back in the, uh, what, the 70s. They called themselves the B-Girls, and you were uh-huh. a holiday. And you have, me, yeah. <laughs> you have moved all the way from there to uh, today. You're a creative director uh, of the, and founder, as a matter of fact, of Choose Love Karmic Readings, and mm-hmm. uh, you're also doing an entirely different type of music. So I think the first thing we'd like to find out is how did you make a transition? What's, what motivated you? What made you do whatever it is you did to get from the girl punk music of the 70s into what you're mm-hmm. doing now? Okay, okay, good question. Um you know, many people that go into alternative expressive music forms, something like punk music, are in, they're seeking, right? They're they're trying to they're 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 not happy with what the status quo is, and they're looking for what is going to make them happy. And in the punk world, that was done through a little bit of an you know nihilism, like annihilating things. It was a bit you know, and it had a lot of different aspects to it, but it was really about that kind of Dionysian energy of breaking form. It was trying to break form. It was trying to break form. It didn't know quite what it was looking for on the other side, but it knew it was looking for something because at that point, I mean, I was a teenager and it's just raw energy. It's just raw energy. And so, Mm -hmm. um, so I, so I went through that experience. Unfortunately for me, um, I mean that scene. You know, it's no, it's no secret that scene was full of a lot of drugs and a lot of different things going on in it. Um, by the time that I entered the real punk world, I had explored those things when I was quite a bit younger and was bored of them. They weren't interesting to me at all anymore. So I entered that world in New York City. That I drank Perrier. I ran you know, up to the United Nations and back down to the Bowery every day. You know, I oh, jogged. Wow. I did like, you know, I was living like a completely different life. And sure. and at the same time, I was, you know, we were gigging. We were we toured with the Clash. We opened for the Clash in the London Calling Tour. We recorded with Blondie. Deborah Harry would come and do our sound for us. Like we were we were just in the hub of the whole thing. We'd be singing background sure. vocals for her. And but yet, and I super enjoyed it. I super loved it. But I, thankfully for me, I didn't get involved in all the other stuff that was going on. It just wasn't the least bit interesting to me. What was interesting to me was the experience of the of the creativity and of kind of like the everything was very highly charged. It was like a high charged experience. It was a high charged time, you know. And 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 it was very exciting all the time. And so, um, I hit a. We hit a certain point in the band where, you know, a couple of the girls were were more interested in kind of the drugs and the drinking and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and of course, that creates and, can, you know, it can create inconsistency and in your ability to show up 100 percent and all those different things. And so I, I, by real happenstance, got 
introduced in to go to this ashram and go and practice some yoga, which I had no idea what it was. It was the furthest thing from me. I was not ever, you know, I was, I was not a hippie. I was um, too young for that. I wasn't exposed to anything like that at all. And so I was like, okay, what is this? I'm going. And then I kind of liked it and thought it was really interesting. And then, and things just, and started to get more interested like that. And then, and then I literally, I came back to my to Toronto for Christmas as I always did and and then I ended up meeting my first you know spiritual mentor and that was it for me like I knew I had found what I had been looking for through the whole time so it was a very big decision because we were at the height of our career but I decided that that wasn't the path for me and um that what I had found was meaningful enough for me to be able to leave that behind that I wanted to go I was going into this very deep place of meaning with myself and that I would play music again but only when I could combine what I was now understanding about reality and the richness and the fullness that I was experiencing I was no longer feeling like I was just always in this reflective state like the punk movement was very much reflecting what was wrong instead now I understood how to transform things that might not be wonderful. And so, um, and that when I could put that kind of music together again, that, that I would do music again. And, and I really, I never looked back. That was, that was my path. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, thing, the thing also that interests me and, and really uh, the fact that you were able to incorporate uh, various elements of your music from back in the day uh the <laughs> the synth work for example uh which uh-huh, goes back yeah. to the sound of the 70s uh you've been yeah. able to fuse the past and present <laughs> in a way that is really really unex- unexpected and especially for the type of music that you're doing now and i know this leads me to john bon jovial because one of his favorite questions ah. is about that subject what influenced you john bon jovial your stage yeah. I, I i do i i have an an influential question if you will okay, but, uh, from okay. a, I, I guess from a a slightly different angle than what i might normally ask uh of a guest uh, as you are, you know, well aware, being one of the B girls from the '70s and uh, mm-hmm. working with Deborah Harry, and which, by the mm-hmm. way, I'm very envious of. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I grew up, um, uh, I grew up with the uh, the psychedelia of the late '60s, and of course, uh, uh-huh. the stuff that transitioned into the '70s, and you know, uh-huh. sex, drugs, and rock and roll was the thing. That was what everybody yeah. was into. Uh, there were a few mm-hmm. that weren't. Uh, politically, mm-hmm. whether you agree with him or not, I always have admired Ted Nugent for staying away from that stuff and just concentrating uh, on his music. Uh, okay. But uh, how did the people that did participate in that influence your thinking as far as not necessarily your opinion of them as a person, but your opinion of them as musicians and their effect on you? How did their involvement in the sex, drugs, rock and roll? You mean how? What did I think yeah. about that? Is that yeah, what you mean? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Not okay. Not, not not as a political, or, or I'm sorry, not as yeah, an yeah, editorial yeah. comment, yeah, but you know yeah. what they accomplished. How did you view that? Well, I would like to incorporate that type of influence not sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but what they did with it into my music or, no, I don't want to do that. You know, what, uh-huh. what, okay. how did this all transpire for you? Okay, okay. Well, um, 
it's a very natural process for me. Like, for instance, the music that I create now, most of it I just hear in states of meditation. You know, it just comes through. Like, I'm, I'm never thinking, oh, I'll take a little bit of this sound and I'll put it here. Like, that's not at all the way it comes. I, I just start to hear it. I start to hear all the words. Everything starts to come through. Like, in meditative states, the music starts to come through. I'll just, like, pick up. I only play the guitar. I'll pick up my guitar, do what I can do, or or start to, or just, like, voice record it, you know, as much of the idea down and brings me and comes in that sort of a way. So it's not a thought out process at all um what i would say about uh the influence of different people from from those times to now um i can hear it i hear it as well although like i'm not conscious of it when i'm doing it i hear it kind of after the fact that somebody points it out um i i take what i feel that i took from them was the enthusiasm and the joy which was there you know, it was definitely there. There was an enthusiasm. There was, because it was it was also a very new time, right? It was breaking a very new territory. And so there was an excitement of the newness and an enthusiasm and a, and a joy, a joy, like in the energy of it. And that's, that's what I would take with me from there. What I... What I don't take with me and what, you know, I struggle with a lot because, of course, you know... I've, People that haven't been involved in those worlds just, you know, they, they, they naturally idealize them. That's the way that we're conditioned to idealize, you know, famous in quotation marks people's lives mm-hmm. or experiences. Like we toured with The Clash when they did their London Calling album. London Calling was considered the greatest album ever, you know, by Rolling Stone magazine. And it actually was an extraordinary show. It was mesmerizing every night to watch the show. It, it truly mm. was. There was something very magical going on. But magical compared to like what I know now, not even like, you know, a speck in comparison. So 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 I try not to like build up an idealize idealism of something that I don't feel is going to actually liberate somebody. Like I'm inter- I'm interested in people really being in freedom, find, discovering where their freedom is and so I try not to take that with me in any kind of a way. And I, but I do feel like I take the fun. <laughs> That's what I take the fun. Okay. <laughs> fun is good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I endorse fun. fun. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, tell us, tell us about Love Power the Band. Okay. So Love Power the Band is the band that the name of the band that I play with now, although it it changes players according to where I am at the time. Okay. Yeah, I understand <laughs> so, that. You know, it, it does. It does do that. And we play. Um I write the I write all the music for the band and we and when we play a live gig, what we do is we play something called interactive music. This is our own our own word for it. And and the message of the language is something that we call like not new age music, but new earth music, because it's not ambient in that kind of new agey way. But yet the language is about trying to awaken consciousness in people, trying to awaken their real spark, trying to awaken their real joy, trying to awaken their sense of empowerment, trying to awaken the energy in, within themselves that can really keep them healthy and vibrant and radiant. And and most of all, are you know, really we focus on in a gig, like we want people to step into this idea that it's life is a festival and like to really start to enjoy the festival of life. And so in this interactive music experience, 
um, we're not doing call and response. We actually, my my songs are always like really vocally layered, and so there's many parts <laughs> that I can give to somebody else, which is great. And so, <laughs> and so we give the audience their own parts, you know, and then they 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 become part of the band. So we're all that together. Like they have to hold down their part, wow. and it's and and it's it's an amazing experience of just like dissolving that separation between the audience and the performer, and really opening up this portal of the the oneness and the festival of life and music really being like, you know, the muse from, from the heavens and whatever you want to name it, it doesn't matter. But like from this cosmic reality, from something really special that this is, this is the download from these other realms mm. that comes that, and that's why music inspires us so much. You know, that's why it can just you know, make us cry and make us do this and that, because it's really coming from a higher vibrational plane than we're in our day-to-day kind of linear life in. And so when we play a gig like that and everybody's in it, it's amazing. I mean, it's so amazing. It is. It's such a, yeah, it's such a beautiful experience. It really is. It sounds like it. I would, I would love to see one of those shows, but right now the thing I would love to do is be able to squeeze all the information we can talk about out uh-huh. of the time we okay. have left. One of which okay. things are, of course, we try to give our guests a chance to tell the folks how to follow them, uh, okay. contact them, and, of course, most importantly, how to get their music. So here's your chance. Go for it. Okay. Okay. So my website and my Instagram is called love. So the server is actually love. And you can okay. find out on my website all about what's going on with the band, but also all about all of the different healing modalities that I offer. So I offer something that's called a core soul story reading where it tells you the story, the karmic story that you're bringing into this lifetime and shows you how to come out of its limitations and to really activate its, its, its you know, real magnificence so that you're living the greatest life that you can live. There's all sorts of different things in there. So onlyloveisreal.love is the website and also the Instagram. And then my YouTube is Love Power the Band, Anandazini Shakti, but Love Power the Band should get you there. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming and sharing not only your time, but your message, the story of you Mm. and your music with us. Very interesting. And we will be definitely interested in following you as you go along. Once you're on the show, you're a part of our family. So we do do that. We kind of troll you. We follow you around and see what (laughs) you're doing. We like to have you keep in touch with us. And we have among our among our many social media pages, one of them is a groups page, a music groups page on Facebook, which was one of our original oh, pages. And okay. the, it's the David Bowers Awards groups page. And what that okay. is there for is for you and all of our guests, and for that matter, any indie artists, to promote their music, uh, their play dates, their tours, anything you want to share with the fans. Post it there. Thank you don't you. have to go through me. You can post it directly. We'll pick okay. it up. And send it around okay. to the other places automatically for you, so you get a little little free word of mouth there. So feel free to use Thank that. You. That's what it's there for. And in the Thank remaining, you. I don't know. I guess we've got about thirty seconds or so. I want to introduce <laughs> the song that you mentioned earlier. You are already free. Already free. And I want to mention yes. the fact that I have been told that the video that goes with this song is a work of art, and that it perfectly oh. captures the essence of the song. <laughs> So uh, I'm told we should embrace the uplifting energy and allow the song to remind you of your limitless 
potential. Did I get that yeah. right? You got Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Ananda Zidia Shakti, you are Thank already you. free. <laughs> Thank you.
Jim Cameron, come to my rescue. Well, in this case, come to sit down and have a talk with us, Kim. Welcome back. Hello. I'm so happy to be back. It's been way too long. I think it's been years since I've been on the show. Yeah, it has been. I know when John and I were talking about it has been way too long. So when we had a chance to have you come back and see us again, we jumped at the chance because uh, you're a you're a fun person, one of our favorites to have come on the show. We enjoy you. We enjoy your music. And you have been so busy that I get tired just thinking about it. What all have you been doing? You've had what you've been releasing new music. You're pretty firmly entrenched in the uh, in the dance music now. You've also written a book. You've got a couple of movies out. Tell us what's been going on with you. (laughs) Well, you did almost a really good summary. Um, Yeah, my latest album I just dropped on May 7th. Uh, It's a, I I like to call it a global album because I basically took all of the different musicians and artists that have influenced me over the years and you know, really brought out, I think, the best in me and put them all together in one album. It's um, it's an album that every song is meant to stand on its own, but then collectively they're, they're bridged together because it's all dance music. So it's uh, it's been fun. It's, it, you know, uh, I have a couple songs that are now hitting the airwaves. It's been fun to watch that, and I've had some songs hit the DJ chart, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with the direction it's going so far. So that's the, um, I think that's probably like my 14th album that I've released. Um, and then in between uh, that, since the last time we spoke, I've finished, I, I wouldn't say I've finished, I've come to book number five in my children's book series called Superpowers, and it's about a little girl who... She, when she goes down to the Caribbean and she dives into the ocean, she gets surrounded by all this magic seagrass and discovers that she has superpowers, not super, but superpowers because she's in the sea, and she can speak to fish. So she befriends an octopus and a starfish, and they go on these adventures. So there are five adventures so far, and I decided to take the first two and turn them into animated feature films. Uh, the first that was released last year under the um, Cynodyne, the Dove channel as a Dove original. And we'll be going on Russia's um, children's, uh, brand new children's station that opens up on August 1st. They're actually replacing Disney. Ooh. And then uh, the second film was completed earlier this year, and it's the sequel. And that was signed to Multivisionaire, um, a, a, a worldwide distribution. So that's going to start popping up all over the place as well. Um, so those were kind of my, like, you know, big major projects. And then recently I signed a uh, directing and, and production deal with SEMA TV, to produce 24 episodes of a brainchild that I had, which is called Miami's Listening Party. So it's a deep dive into various artists and how they go about creating music and um, what's behind the stories and their their songs. Wow. So that's, no, that's 
a wrap up. <laughs> that sounds really interesting. I'm really personally interested in that last one because you know me. I love the behind the scenes stuff. But hey, we got to back up just one minute and we got to go back to the beginning where you were talking about your album. And you know that we heartily encourage self promotion on this show. And you forgot one thing. Thanks. What's the name of the album? <laughs> the name of the album is called Influencers. So, Influencers. Uh, Influencers, because they've all influenced me in one way or the other. And so I wanted them to be a part of the album. It was a crazy idea I had um, back in October, and I started writing, writing, and I started handpicking all these different musicians and producers that that were all over the globe. So I've got um, so many countries represented. And it seemed like such a great idea until I realized, oh, my gosh, I have to coordinate with all these people, which was its own challenge. And then they're all on different time zones. And then half of them, you know, speak very little English. So, you know, it was uh, during during the final phases of it, I was thinking, what? What? What did I think? I lost my mind to do this crazy project. Now Uh, you know how we feel. Yeah. (laughs) But now that it's done, I'm super happy I did it. It just was a little bit of a coordination and headache problem and trying to interpret you know what what people were saying and and feeling and and uh but i'm it's really real happy experience. with the way it's turned out oh I, I i know you well enough to know your work and i know that if you did it and released it it's got to be worth it john bon jovi will jump in here i know you're just waiting to say hi well, yeah. Hey, Kim, welcome back. It is so cool to have you back with us again. And you're right. It it has been an awfully long time, too long, actually, I think. But that's just my own humble opinion. Um, the name of the album is Influencers. And that kind of leads me into a question that I try to ask everybody. And I think, low those many years ago, I may have asked you the same thing. But who does influence you? Who are these influencers? Not, you know, I have to Tell them all, but uh, who who are the people that have, I don't know, impressed you the most to maybe think, well, maybe I shouldn't do it this way. I should do it that way. Tell us about some of these folks. Well, um, and I probably wouldn't put it so much as should I do it this way versus that way. All of these people have different and unique sounds, which is why they're all artists. And I feel like I can learn from every artist. And these guys are they're not just any artists. These are these are very skilled seasoned. They've been in the trenches for a long time. And they all sound different. I mean, every track on this album sounds different because it's it's a different producer for every album. So it's 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 meant to sound that way. And to give you an example, I, you know, I had a um handful of people do independent listening of the entire album because I said, okay, which song should I jump out here as being the leading single? And I couldn't get a definitive, nobody had a standout track. They said, they're all good. You can't pick. And I got that uniformly. And I, I, I continue to get that across, you know, when I share it with the DJ uh, promoters, you know, the charts across the globe. And it just shows you that when you get the right set of people together, the influence they provide you is can be as as um, big or small as you allow it to be. If you're open to it, 
you can learn so much and oh wow I hadn't you know I hadn't thought of the song going that direction before or yeah that's you know taking it that way is so much more interesting things that you can't think of by mm-hmm. yourself because it's just your opinion but you know you get another super creative uh, and and seasoned individual involved and it, it really changes things it changes how you think about things and how you listen to things and so all of these people I've done songs with before and and but they've been all singles you know here and there or remixed here and there and I never had the opportunity to, to pull them all together and say let's let's do a full body of work together and see what happens and that's kind of the exciting part but um they've all influenced me one way or the other okay as a follow-up question then okay these are the folks that you're directly or maybe indirectly involved with but what about people that you don't know at all people that have over the years you've listened to a song for example uh, the the next song of yours that we're going to play, uh, I Had Too Much to Dream Last Night. Well, of course, the first time I heard the uh, the title of your song, I immediately thought of The Electric, pl- uh, the electric Prunes, which was, uh, what, 1966 or 67 that 67, came out. 67, I think, and, yeah. and I'm wondering if there was an influence for the title of that or any other song that you may have that maybe was a subconscious thing or just a blatant thing I like that, I want to use it, or maybe it just kind of popped into your head and only to realize later there was something else with a similar title. Uh, I, I, honestly, I don't think it was subconscious. I think it, it you know, it was one of those, um, it, I, I'm a dreamer, and I've always played around with the word dream, and this was, you know, it, it could it have been subconscious? I'm not going to say it wasn't. It doesn't appear in my mind to be a subconscious um, influence. But uh, it's uh, obviously, you know, I've listened to music for decades now, and there's no way not to have been influenced by lots of radio hits and lots of albums and lots of things. Um, but when you go ahead and put down pen to paper and when you're playing around on your keyboard or your guitar and you're really writing, for me, those things kind of go out the window because you're starting, I start with a clean piece of paper and I think about things from a clean slate and I'm usually trying to tell a story anyway about somebody else and not somebody from another song. So um, I would say, you know, Subconsciously, do I get influenced by other work? Of course. Uh, but this album is, you know, I started writing in October, and I can't, I can't really pinpoint an artist uh, during the creation process that I was thinking, yeah, this is, I, I've got this kind of version of that artist. You know, I'm almost afraid to ask you this, John, and I got a, uh, we did get a chuckle out of the. Uh, out of the flashback to 1967 and the totally different I had too much to dream last night by the electric prunes. As a matter of fact, after due diligence and thinking about it, listening to both songs, we finally found the difference between the two songs. And I'm sure our listeners that are familiar with both will catch on to it too, because the major difference between the 1967 electric prunes and your version or your song 
I had too much to dream last night. The prunes, when they did it, last night was in parenthesis. In yours, it's not. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a, it is a very different story, to say the least. And I think uh, if people haven't already heard it, I think they will be listening just to hear what the heck we're talking about. And I am really, I'm really kind of afraid to go with my next question because after looking at the, all you've accomplished, I mean – when I was looking at your biography, I mean, you, you were the daughter of a professor of psychology. Mother was a teacher. You you went to school and you were you got you got your experience everywhere from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, to uh, Maryland, to the University of Nebraska, and now you wound up in Miami. That's a question in itself. How did you wind up in Miami? But what I'd like to know is what aside from what you do in your spare time. What have you got? What have you got coming up on your plate for say, oh, the next year or so, the immediate future? Well, I I have a couple of things. Um, one is I have to produce 24 episodes of this TV show. That's gonna be uh, making things a little bit um, heavy work-wise because I have to write the 24 scripts as well. So those are mm. all brand new ideas and come up with. 24, maybe more than 24 artists to dive into. That will be all-consuming this year for sure. Uh, I also mm-hmm. hope to start the third um, fe- uh, feature film in my animation series. So I'm cracking my fingers that started. I did finish the trailer, and the script is done, and the storyboards are done. So I'm, I'm hoping to have the investors you know, available to start that third movie as well. So that will keep me fairly um, occupied. Uh, I have a couple of shows I'm doing here and there, but for the most part I've been a bit more, you know, kind of behind the camera uh, than than in front of the camera these days. A long way, a long way from picking up the clarinet at six years old. <laughs> yes, a long way from you know, the clarinet, I, I originally wanted to play the flute, but there were too many flute players, and so my oh. teacher wouldn't let me. But the flute is much more interesting of an instrument, for, in my mind, than the clarinet. You really can't do anything with the clarinet. Well, my youngest daughter... I think that Benny Goodman would probably flute. disagree with you. <laughs> probably so. <laughs> my youngest daughter was a flute I, player, too. I, I, yeah, I just got a real quick question because I know our time is getting short, but uh, you're over in Miami. Do you ever get to Naples? Occasionally, not often, uh, but it's beautiful over there. Because that's where I am. And if oh. you ever do come over here, it would be wonderful. Uh, you can uh, Dave, uh, David can give you my uh, email address, and I would love to hear from you and uh, meet up sure. with you, maybe get some lunch, go have a beer or something. Uh, if you're going to be coming over here, or if you're going to be coming over here to play, to do a show, that would be wonderful. Well, I, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, we encourage self-promotion here. But uh, to that point, <laughs> before we run out of time, as you know, we like to give our guests all the chance in the world to go out and sell themselves. So you've got a minute here. Go tell the folks how they can find you, follow you, and get your music. Well, I've got a brand new redesigned website that I'm super happy about, timcameronmusic.com. That has linked all my social media. I'm probably more active on Instagram than anything else these days. It's the only thing that hackers haven't gotten into yet. 
Mm. Uh, I also have a website for my children's book and movie series called superpowers.com. And if you love cartoons and you want to check it out, uh, the, the trailers are there and you get to see what the inside pages of the books look like and when I'm going to go and uh, talk to the kids at school um, that schedule's on there as well. So it's been so fantastic being on the show. Fantastic having you here. Thank you so much. Do come back again. We're looking forward to next time already. And uh, just one one personal request. Don't stay away so long. Okay, deal. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kim Cameron. And here she is with the much-discussed I Had Too Much to Dream Last Night. I had too much to dream last night. That is Kim Cameron, and we thank her so much for coming and spending time with us here today. 
Well, John Bon Jovial, there you have it. Another fun show, especially with the ladies. And, of course, the big announcement from Richie D. Porter and Deborah Susan that they are, in fact, getting married, although not tomorrow morning. And you know what? I think it's time for you to take us home. Okay, homeward bound, we certainly are, David, and thank you, folks. You've done it again. You've spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, and seriously, every single week, we are so grateful for your continued presence and attendance. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from our studios in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and you'll find us for free on most of the major streaming services. Be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday on WRFZ-FM. That's 106.3 on your FM radio dial in Rochester, New York, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio. And if you're out of their listening range, you can always find them on rochesterfreeradio.com on the Internet. And then the next day on Sunday, you'll find us on Blog Talk Radio at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers, Hopalong Sarcassity, and all the other morons here at the Radio Ronchero, I am yours truly, the lovably legendary John Bon Jovial, saying be good to each other, spread the love, and we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.